Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. A lot of conversation this week about the future of intercity transportation and the fact that the Greyhound has decided that they can't make a go of it. Even what you would think would be popular, profitable routes like Calgary to Edmonton, these kinds of routes, Greyhound saying, look, someone else can do it because we're not going to anymore. We are losing too much money. And so they're pulling out of Western Canada altogether. The Greyhound is not going to cease to exist. They'll still operate in Ontario, for example. They're still going to run a Vancouver to Seattle route. But everywhere else in B.C., Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, uh, Greyhound's about to go poof. Now, in a few months anyway, maybe part of that is is angling for some kind of a government bailout, which is something the federal NDP has been urging the government to do. Now that um, Ottawa's ruled out doing anything, the Trudeau government, uh, but here in Alberta and other provinces, there's conversation about what should be done, what can be done. Ensure then that people in smaller communities that need a way of getting to other communities, larger communities, still have a way to do so. And maybe that gives us an opportunity to think outside the box here. That if it's really about getting somewhere from someone from point A to point B, does it have to be on a bus? Does it have to be the same way we've always done it? Because transportation within cities has certainly changed and evolved. And we've now got ride sharing, for example. And if that works within cities, could ride sharing work going from, from city to city, intercity transport. Well, the company Tapcar thinks that, uh, that it just might. Uh, they got a press release out today saying, after Greyhound's departure, rideshare could fill Western Canada's ground transportation gap. Now, joining us to explain more, very pleased to welcome the program, uh, Pascal Rifles, a spokesperson with Tapcar. Pascal, thanks for joining us. You're welcome to the program. No problem, Rob. Thanks very much for having me on. All right. Now, just as a reminder to people, uh, Tapcar operates not quite like Uber, but not quite like a taxi company either. Explain what Tapcar is. Uh, yeah, so Tapcar is a uh, Alberta-based uh, rideshare company. Right now, we're operating in Edmonton and Calgary and, and Winnipeg as well. And uh, we do have, uh, you know, some similarities to a platform like Uber, but uh, we do put a little more emphasis on on uh, travel training and, and uh, our workforce is unionized as well. So we try to make sure that our workers can make a fair living as well. And, and they work for you? They work for the company, right? Well, they're, they're independent uh, contractors, oh, essentially. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right, so you know, then this this has come up this week that that maybe we do need to look at other options when it comes to to intercity transports and you know what we've done through technology, what we've done through ride sharing companies. Maybe that can can be applied uh, to this as well. So, where do you see ride sharing as a possible solution here? Well, you know, Rob, I think the the reality is that uh, you know when you look at rural areas where there's a small population, I think that 
the traditional way of transporting people from point A to point B through buses is it's just never going to be sustainable. Uh, you, we have to, especially in this day and age when more people own cars and, and uh, you know, intercity flights have become cheaper. I think that um, it's not going to be sustainable. So I think, um, you know, as a province, we have to think about whether we either want to uh, keep subsidizing uh, traditional bus service or if we want to look at um, other options and innovation like you had mentioned. And we certainly think as a company that there are is a lot of opportunity to to look at a platform like Tapcar um, to service the needs in rural areas, um, especially if it's done more in a in a in a sort of carpool type way rather than ride sharing itself. Well, it says in the press release here, it says Tapcar is currently in the research and development phase of creating a long commute service that would connect rural and remote communities with major centers in the provinces it serves. So, where are things at, and what might that look like? Yeah, we, we we have started investing some money, and basically we would have to our app would have to function a little bit differently than it does in the cities, right? So you have an app in the city that you know functions uh, more akin to a traditional taxi service, um, where you just request a ride and your ride shows up, uh, you know, uh, shortly thereafter. But in rural areas, it would be more like a carpooling service, where, for example, if you know you have a medical appointment uh, two days from now, you can essentially go onto that platform and say, you know, I'm I need to be here by this point in time um, and that allows other people to 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 see if if other people are heading in the same direction around the same time and maybe they can piggyback on the same ride and that makes it then much more feasible for for a driver to to take that ride because it becomes more profitable um, so it's a slightly different application but the principle is quite similar right and you alluded to to the idea of, of carpooling that it probably wouldn't work if it's just one individual uh, who needs to get uh, into Calgary and they live an hour away that would really only be feasible if you've got three or four or five people who are also going to be on on that same trip. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, if you have somebody at the other end who needs to go back yeah. in the other direction, that makes it uh, far more sustainable and, and likely that somebody would be willing to take on that ride than if you just have one person who perhaps is just heading in one direction. So in terms then of the research and development phase, that would involve, uh, as you say, changes to the app. Is that what you're, you're focusing on right now? Yeah, exactly. Essentially, you would have to, uh, you know, spend a fair amount of money in, in uh, ex- you know, developing an app that would be able to take on this kind of technology. And there's definitely, a, you know, a public education component to this as well, um, where we think that there would be a role for for various levels of government to, to, to play. You know, this is a new application um, that I think people would have to be comfortable with. And, um, it, you know, it, it will take some time for people to, to put their trust in this kind of system and and there would have to be some money spent on that for sure. Uh, I, I suppose that there would need to be uh, some some regulatory changes to allow for this. If, if this is going to go ahead, what what would you need from from government? Well, I, you know, less so on the regulatory side, to be honest, because you know, essentially, you would already be allowed to do this if you have uh, a class for or similar driver's license and 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 whatnot. But you know, where it becomes difficult for a smaller company like Tapcar to start uh, investing in, in this type of technology is that it's still fairly new uh, and unproven. So, um, you know, it would be helpful if there was some assistance in terms of research and development and, and you know, developing a pilot project uh, and with the public education component as well, uh, making people aware that the service exists and that it's safe and that, uh, you know, people should be uh, feeling comfortable to use it. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, at least here in Alberta now, this is regulated provincially. Uh, as that's opposed right. to, you know, individual patchwork municipal regulations. So that, that's, that's not an issue here then necessarily. Yes, uh, yes, that's correct. 
Um, in terms of any kind of government assistance or subsidy, is, is that on the table? Would, would you even be looking for that? Yeah, you know, I mean, the, the government just recently rolled out the uh, pilot project around uh, some rural busing. And, uh, you know, we think that the, 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 the way that the program is designed, it, it, it needs to include, um, you know, sort of the out-of-box thinking that you talked about, you know, that um, other services like ride-sharing that might be able to solve the same problem, but in a different way. So I think it's important that uh, when grant money is, is given out that, uh, you know, the, the parameters are, are not too narrow that um, anybody with a good ideas uh, can, can apply and, and be successful in, in accessing some of that money. Well, and, and if we can do it in a more efficient way, that might at least save money. In, well, that's that correct. And, and, you know, we're certainly of the opinion that uh, this type of system uh, has the, 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 the possibility of being self-sustaining in the long run. You know, in the startup phase, there may need to be a, a little bit of, of assistance uh, just to get the public on board. But uh, we certainly believe that it, it is possible to have a system, even in rural areas with low population, that is self-sustaining. All right. So where, where does this go from here, then? Well, we will continue the conversations, and, and I think as the, uh, you know, as various levels of governments uh, hold consultations, we will certainly be making sure to take part in that, and and, uh, um, and we'll see where it goes from here. But, you know, we are certainly excited about um, how this might work and, and uh, you know, what contribution we can make as a company. All right. Well, more at uh, tapcar.com. That's T-A-P-P-C-A-R.com. Pascal, thanks for joining us here today. Appreciate it. No problem at all, Rob. Thank Take you care. very much for having me. All right, there you go. Pascal Rifle, he's a spokesperson for Tapcar, tapcar.com. Uh, so they say, yeah, ride sharing really should be a part of the solution here. And especially if you look at situations where Greyhound's saying, look, we're running this route and we only got five people. It makes no sense with one of these big buses, but to a ride sharing company, you know, with a, a minivan or a, you know, a, a roomy vehicle that can easily accommodate four or five or six people, well, that, that's a perfect opportunity. As they say in the press release, the entire rideshare industry was built on innovation and ideas um, that others said couldn't work. If anyone can find an economical way to provide ground transportation in Western Canada, it's us. So, yeah, let's bring it on. Let's see more of this. And they're calling on other ride-sharing companies uh, to, to do the same. So I think there's a real opportunity. But as he says, it, it changes their model. It's not like, oh, I got to go somewhere. You hop on Uber. You see where the cars are in your area. You type in where you got to go. The algorithm will spit you out a price that you need to either accept or reject. You can't really do that on Uber where you say, well, on, on you know, this day next week, I got to get into the big city to go to my appointment. You, you can't book that on Uber. And so what Tapcar is saying is that we want to try to create a way where you could, or at least create a window, and that way other people could see that this window now exists and they could choose to jump in. I guess it might be kind of like, um, what's that, group um, Groupon, right? Where some people say, hey, I want to get in on this coupon, and then if enough other people do, then, then, then it's a go. So maybe you could work that way. I, I think there's a lot of interesting potential there. Now, as, as you heard him say, I, I think it was more or less saying, you know, we're open to government subsidies. Which, I, I guess, sure, if the government's going to say we, we're going to put, I forget what it is, several hundred thousand dollars on the table anyway. Uh, for this pilot project for bus routes connecting smaller communities to medium-sized cities. Um, well, why shouldn't rideshare companies say, hey, you know what? Well, why don't you include us in that? And the idea of maybe at least bidding down some of those subsidies. Say, well, you know, if you're going to put money on the table, we could accomplish the same as, as that bus company, but we could do it uh, for, for a lot less. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.